it's men and women. We're, we, uh, we abuse everybody. Nice. Equal opportunity. Yeah. Employer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I know I have a couple of busy evenings ahead, so I figured I'd throw it in while I'm in one of my fabulous, uh, hotel group hotel rooms and, Oh, I see. So you look after this hotel. You've got the service contract. I can see this, the way this is going already. You've got the yeah. service contract. So, um, you might as well make it. Bill, might as well make it billable hours, right, Stuart? Yeah, they just they just give you um, <laughs> an opportunity to uh, make a uh, to use a use an empty room. They have they have a few extra extra empty rooms these days. They're not quite yeah. to capacity yet. Are they still? Uh, um, I'm going to be out of town, um, later this month and, uh, you know, um, I'm going to be in the, the Vancouver area and, uh, hotel rooms are expensive there. Um, and I'm, I'm doing, um, uh, what is it called? Uh, the, not vacation rentals, but, uh, Airbnb. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's, yeah, things go from 200 bucks a night down to more like a hundred bucks a night. I hear that's the way to go. I, I do know for a fact that the hotel associations are super unhappy with that deal that they got going on, right? Well, it's the same with the taxi drivers and Uber. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, uh, go, you probably can't see me. Is this better? There we go. Um, um, the taxi drivers and Uber. And, um, you know, it's, you know, it's why, um, Similar to when, um, you know, the public se sector unions, either at the provincial government, the federal government, the municipal government, when they hear of work being contracted out, they uh, they go, well, no, no, you can't do that. No, um, they lose their minds. Yeah. And I, I understand because, you know, these, these, um, whatever business it is, you know, it's basically paying the shot for all of us. And, um, and then when you, force them to compete uh, against companies that, 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 that don't have the same input costs in terms of uh, red tape and regulation. Of course, you know, it's you and I, we run businesses, we know who's going to win that battle. Yeah. Um, and it never, it never seems to occur to government to uh, yeah, you know, that you're right. There's the, these, these air Airbnb guys, they are going to have an unfair advantage. So let's reduce the hotel's taxes. That's, that's no. their third option. <laughs> it's like, how are we going to, how are we going to squeeze money out of these guys? How are you going to, yeah. How are you going to tax the air? Like that's literally the conversation, right? Yeah. How are we going to tax Uber, all of it? You know, yeah. I mean, and I, you know, so I, it's, but uh, you know, what we all have to strive for um, in our day to day lives. And it's especially with who we elect to government is we have to make sure everybody's adding value. Um, much, much like, much like the people you employ, you know, you, that you is, ab that's absolute hairsay, man. You can't say that. <laughs> Holy moly. I'm Adding value. Maybe this will be, this will be the show that finally gets will be the canceled. show. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's outrageous. I'll, I'll owe it all to you. <laughs> I'll get canceled right alongside you. Yeah. Uh, you're right though. And I just uh, listening to the news, uh, this week, apparently, the city of Calgary is contracting out their garbage to a to a, a private firm, and they expect over the next five years to save eleven million dollars. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. They, I think there was a trial run in one certain yeah, area there was. a while yeah. ago, you know. Well, and you remember, um, what was that guy? He had some substance abuse issues. He was the mayor of Toronto, and his brother's the, pr- the premier of Ontario. Uh, Ro- Rob Ford? Yeah, what was the brother's name that that Tim? No, Doug isn't isn't Doug. Doug is the premier right now, and Rob was the was the mayor. At who, is that it? Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What I like saying that was back when Mayor Nenshi was our mayor, and I used to enjoy saying, "Well, you know, say what you like about Rob Ford. Even drunk and stoned, you can run a sick better than our mayor can." <laughs> You're um, not wrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, um, double recording this, Stuart. I'm recording it on Zoom, which I learned that you could do post haste our original Zoom call, right? And, and uh, I am screen recording this, which is what I did last time, but uh, making sure that my actual mic is turned on. So, well, you know, this is an enjoyable way to spend time. So, if we have to do it a fourth <laughs> time, I won't, uh, I won't complain. Each one will get better. That's right. That's what it is. We, we've had, uh, we had the prelim and then we had the uh, dress rehearsal and now it's live for real. Yeah. <laughs> um, like and um, yeah, and I still can't make Instagram work. So I don't know exactly what I'm going to do about that, but I like that format, that Instagram format when you're, um, when the, you're listening public or you're viewing public is uh, chiming in. I think that would, I think that would be very interesting. Yeah, it's added for an interesting uh, uh, element to to doing it. Uh, it's got a couple kinks to work out, but uh, so far we've had lots of engagement on it. And I won't lie to you, every time I say that we're doing or we're going to have a chat with Stuart and then I fail miserably at it, I get lots of comments saying, oh, I was looking forward to hearing what uh, <laughs> Stuart had. <laughs> well, and where, where do your viewers come from? Are they... Calgary people or you got guys from all over uh... it's it's uh so when I had my original account it was quite most of my viewership came from the states and then Canada and then Germany um is what the the metrics pointed to uh now with with the new one as it's working its way through um it's almost equally weighted between uh the states and Canada so um, mm, interesting. Yeah. And um, your voice is going funny and you're freezing a lot um, on the video aspect. Am I? Um, yeah. It could be my... Um, uh... And it's choppier than it used to be. Maybe maybe now that you're um, recording it, it's using up extra resources or something. Well, I am on the hotel Wi-Fi, so that might... It's not, it's not, the, it's not the premium that I use at the barn. Oh, good. Excellent. Yeah. Nothing but the best for Bob's barn. Baker barn. Right. We we still need to schedule an appointment to get you out there. Yeah, I would like that. And we will uh, have a look at your, uh, your drain cleaning equipment that is manufactured by general. And um, you mentioned that it needed some parts. We can easily get parts to get that equipment up and running. Perfect. My boys will be delighted to get a couple of the, uh, the big cable machines back on the trucks. (laughs) <laughs> yeah okay good excellent well maybe we should schedule that we should um, hang on a minute let me see if i can um do, do, do. just moving something over here where'd you go 
Okay, you're back. Um, what works for you? Uh, you want to try? Uh, you want to try next week? Next Tuesday? Sure. What do we do next Tuesday? You want to um, yeah, do it in Tuesday the morning? <clears throat> uh, morning or morning? Tuesday morning is less good for me than afternoon. All right. But I could be out there if you wanted to do it in the morning. I could be there first thing Monday or uh, first thing Wednesday. Uh, sure, let's do first thing Wednesday. Okay, so that is Wednesday the 13th. What time should I be there? Uh, you want to be, I don't know, 839, somewhere in there? Sure, yeah, yes. Whenever, whenever the roosters have stopped, that's when I want to be there. The, the, the beauty is the roosters never stop. That's a myth that they crow, <laughs> they crow in the morning. They is crow, right, they crow nonstop, middle of the night, middle of the day. I was, I was sorely disappointed when I learned that fact about the roosters. Okay, I'm just going to invite you to this. Um, uh, add guests, Bob Baker. Okay, lovely. So, um, I think we've already started. We have started. We can start any time. We, we better spice it up again. We better spice it up a bit. We're gonna lose. We're gonna lose listeners. Uh, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll cut and paste this so we just get the action shots. Oh, okay. Good. Excellent. <laughs> you are good at this stuff. I'd have to get one of my teenagers to do any of that sort of editing. I do um, make. I do make fun of my kids. I'm like, you guys are supposed to be the tech generation, and I have to figure out all this stuff on my own. You guys suck. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's the kids' preview, and of course, between husband and wife, it's the husband's purview to, you know, yeah, here, honey, let me program the yeah, yeah. VHS, you know. But in my house, my wife is much better at all that stuff than me, and come to think of it, she's better at most things than I am. But that's um, generally the case. Yeah, exactly. That's why we do what we do. <laughs> well, maybe you should get her to figure out Instagram. I tried. She couldn't help me. My 16-year-old couldn't help me. I don't know if something happened to it. I've, and I've never really been active on it, so I couldn't. I don't know why they would have canceled me. I, you know, in truth, it might be because I run a BlackBerry. Um, <laughs> that's the problem. That yeah. is the problem. Feel free. Feel yeah. free to mock me, everyone. I'm no, running a BlackBerry. I I ran a BlackBerry forever until it just became. And you were never happier. I loved it. it the yeah. the the operating system on that thing is phenomenal. The yeah. uh, security on that thing is out of this world, which is why it's very important to us. Yeah, which is why I think it uh, it took some heat because the other ones, uh, you know, allowed uh, more of a look into what you were doing on the day to day, and so they got the funding and the apps and all the rest of that stuff that people gravitate to these days. So that people think they need. Yeah, and as you know, BlackBerry's moved probably no black. They've moved into the healthcare sector as part of their uh, hub and Internet of Things, and oh, well, uh, that's that's interesting. I don't, yeah. I don't think they could screw it up any worse than it is. So it's probably going to be an improvement. Yeah, yeah, and they're doing some of the some work with uh, autonomous cars and stuff. So they're still around. They just don't make phones anymore, unfortunately. In fact, I think the last. I think you've got like uh, 18 months left before you're going to have to make the switch, big man. 
They went on garbly there. What, 18 years left before what? <laughs> you got 18 months left before you have to make a change. Really? Okay. Well, I'm sure if I have to, I will. I don't know what I'll do. Probably I'll get an Android phone because because this BlackBerry is running Android software. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the whatever they call it, the mirroring of Android, which, yeah. worked, which worked really well for me for a while, but it just became too cumbersome mm. to be cut, you know, to be cutting edge. Mm. You well, especially in our business, right? <laughs> Plumbing is cutting edge. Don't make any mistake about it. Yeah. Let, let yeah. me just, let it's me just take brown line. It's the thin brown line that keeps people safe. Yeah, exactly. Right. I'm just going to take it off, uh, off of Wi-Fi and see if that makes a difference for you. Seem to be better. Guess we'll see. Oh, now you've gone all on me. There, Bob. Is that better? Oh, you're back. There, you're back again. There you go. I I took it off of Wi-Fi, so we'll see if that makes a difference. Oh, okay. All right. Am I? Am I? Um. You seem to be fine. Oh, okay. Well, that's a BlackBerry for you. Um, <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. So good. Well, tell us a little bit about what you do, Stuart. Who are you? Okay. Okay. My name is Stuart Jeans, and I work for HydroSmart Systems Incorporated. And uh, HydroSmart Systems Incorporated is a manufacturer's agency uh, operating in uh, southern Alberta and um, a little bit of business in other parts of Canada. And um, uh, we represent uh, my trap line, as I like to say, is plumbing and heating. Um, <laughs> as often as I'm approached to uh, uh, represent lingerie companies, I always refuse simply <laughs> because my trap line is, and I, I don't care about the models, you know, and they literally throw themselves at me. Um, but, uh, you know, my trap line is plumbing and heating and I stay loyal to all the plumbers I know. As tempting as that would be, I appreciate that. Yeah, and, you know, and, it's and not that big a sacrifice. <laughs> it seems like a lot, though. But, I know it uh, does. Yeah. And, and what are some... Look, go ahead. I look after um, some really fabulous manufacturers, and I'm very fortunate to be associated with them. Uh, general, uh, general Wire and Spring, Drain Cleaning Equipment, um, Malco Tools. We're going to talk about their, uh, their latest tool, which is... Uh, um, <clears throat> vice grips uh, uh, or locking pliers uh, as I'm supposed to call them in order so that I not be sued. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, I look after some air to water heat pumps called Chiltrix, um, Javelin drain chemicals. You're a big promoter of Javelin and we're very grateful. We do a lot of Javelin, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's great stuff. Um, and uh, I'm sure Cam will be watching this, so I'm going to put an extra big plug in for Cam. <laughs> I can. He's my he's my sales <laughs> manager at Calvin. He does a great job, and uh, and uh, he's uh, he's very sympathetic to the challenges we have in in Alberta that are are caused by uh, uh, the fact that we're ruled by people from Ontario and Quebec. <laughs> so Cam, even though he's from Ontario, he's he's a kindred spirit. Um, and uh, and then uh, I've been in the tankless water heater. Uh, I've been in the gas-fired appliance uh, business for many years, and uh, currently I represent uh, a company called Vesta from South Korea, and they're just getting going in uh, in North America. 
but boy, they're coming on strong. In fact, uh, I'm selling more than I can ship at the moment, but that should be solved in a week. We've got multiple containers getting unloaded in, at Los Angeles. And uh, I think before too long, we're gonna have some containers being unloaded in Vancouver, which will reduce the cost. Oh, uh, that, uh, might not reduce the cost that the uh, plumbing contractor pays, but it'll increase the margin that the distributor enjoys. <laughs> That's why I love you, Stuart, honest. <laughs> yeah. well, I just want everybody to be happy. <laughs> yeah, it's a complex game. Being the, you're basically the middleman, right? Yeah, I am. The way you should think of me is the manufacturer's sales force. All right. So perhaps you outsource some components of your business. Accounting comes to mind, payroll, yeah. what have you. Like the city uh, outsourcing garbage collection. Um, some manufacturers will have a uh, direct sales force in a territory. So examples here in Southern Alberta are IPEX. They've got some very good guys on the ground that work directly for IPEX. Um, Grunfoss, uh, they've got guys on the ground that work directly for them. Um, other manufacturers uh, hire agents and agents take uh, contracts with complementary but non-competitive manufacturers in a given industry. And yeah, yeah. as mentioned, my trap line is plumbing and heating. Um, <clears throat> manufacturers like to do that because um, when you uh, contract with an agent, it becomes a variable cost as opposed to uh, a direct employee. Then you've got all the overhead associated with employees. Um, but uh, we agents, uh, we're like sharks. We don't kill, we don't eat. Um, and uh, so uh, <laughs> they, only have to, they only have to pay us when we sell something. Uh, now I know why you're always in my uh, emails, Stuart. Yeah, that's why I'm <laughs> always here. You deal with some fitting lines too, don't you? Oh, yeah, I'm the representative for Nibco, and um, sort of the jewel in their crown, in my view, is Webstone. Yeah. Um, uh, where, you know, if you're installing hydronics, you're probably familiar with Webstone. At least you should be. Great. Uh, great valves that uh, really eliminate uh, leak paths. You'll have one valve from Webstone that does say three or four things. For instance, we have a valve called the uh, Union Ball Drain that when you're hooking up a boiler, you'll have um, a ball valve to isolate it. You'll have a union and you'll have a drain for purging on both a supply and return. And this one valve, the Union Ball Drain, uh, fulfills all of those uh, functions. So it's a real labor saver. Um, we use them all the time. We love them, frankly. Yeah. Oh, great. Nice. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, that's all that comes to mind. Let me uh, let me just check if there's somebody I'm missing. The um, the uh, the um, the air to water heat pumps are interesting. Uh, I sell those mostly in uh, British Columbia. Um, and uh, and the you know the city of Vancouver is trying to eliminate nat natural gas. I think they did, um, didn't they? As a uh, yeah, I guess so. Um, you know, it's just um, it's uh, um, it's crazy. I think um, you know, especially when we see what's going on in um, in in the Ukraine right now, where um, fuels have been weaponized. Um, I think most people, uh, you know, feel that uh, what's happening in the Ukraine is bad and shouldn't be happening. 
um, you know, regardless of, you know, how you feel about, uh, you know, Russia's case for being nervous about NATO. Um, fact of the matter is you shouldn't be marching into other countries and bombing and killing. Um, and I think that that would have been stopped already, but Western Europe has been made dependent on Russia for fuel and try going a week without fuel. You will do whatever it takes to have it. Um, and that's why, you know, that's why this is still going on because, uh, I think, um, um, uh, Russia has very cleverly made uh, Western Europe dependent upon them. And, and, and for this, I blame all the people that run around trying to eliminate fossil fuels. David Suzuki um, um, our, uh, our um, Minister of the Environment, our Federal Minister, uh, yep. Stephen Gilbeau. Yep. Um, well, Canada's prime minister is another one. You know, here's a guy that tells us all to reduce our carbon footprint while he's jumping on a on a private jet and flying his family across the second largest country in the world so that they can go surfing yeah. um, in Tofino, you know? So, uh, you know, I think these guys will, I hope it's, I hope that uh, people come to realize that, that uh, those individuals I've just mentioned and others of their ilk carry uh, a lot of the blame for what, what they've allowed to happen. Um, and of course we, we see it here in Western Canada. Um, so uh, anyway, um, circling back to the manufacturers I represent, one <laughs> that I'm very proud of is uh, energy savings products out of uh, Edmonton. That's, you know, manufactured right here in Alberta, sold throughout the world. And, um, you know, I've, I've been in factories, you know, literally all over the world and, uh, uh, that little factory in, in Edmonton, it's, it's second to none in terms of uh, how professional they are, how, how much they care about the product they produce. Um, and, you know, the nice, one of the nice things about them, we, when we were up there for training, um, all the food was home cooked. It was really great. You know, all, oh. you know nobody needs another pizza. Um, um, but uh, yeah, it was really, 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 they put on a nice show. They're very nice people and, and they make a great product. Um, and what, say that specifically again. Who's that? That's Energy Savings Products out of Edmonton, uh, commonly referred to as ESP or High Velocity or High V. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, and yeah. that just goes to show that, you know, a lot, and it's not, it's not specific to Alberta, but um, if you let, um, individuals succeed within their own environment with as the uh, least amount of government influence as possible that they can make things make fantastic. Um, we, we can compete with anyone in the world in, uh, in Canada, certainly in Alberta and Alberta more so because we have access to reliable, low cost energy. Yep. And that's what it takes to get ahead. And, um, I've just been corresponding with uh, someone named Robert Bryce, who uh, speaks about energy worldwide, you know, writes books, makes movies. And um, he's, he's of the opinion, and I, I agree with him. Um, uh, he's written a book, and it, the subtitle refers to Adam Smith's um, The Wealth of Nations. Mm. And, and he's basically making the point that it, energy, access to energy is what makes a a nation wealthy 
And, you know, when you are watching television um, or if you are watching television and you see one of those uh, uh, heartbreaking ads of, of small children without enough to eat, um, living without sanitation, what they lack is energy. Um, what they lack is access to electricity. Um, you know, all the things we take for granted. And yet, you know, there's certain amongst us that want us to prevent uh, those, those downtrodden people from having energy. And I'm, I think they're, um, I think they're, I don't know, I don't know why anyone would feel that way. I don't know why, you know, just because fossil fuels are what have allowed mankind to flourish. And um, these uh, imbeciles that, that, that say there's too much of it are a mystery to me. You know, they, to hear them talk, you'd think we'd live in an industrial cesspool, but of course, you yep. and I and everyone that visits Alberta knows it's very pristine and beautiful and clean here. Yep. Um, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm amazed at what a bill of goods people have been sold. It's crazy, right? And if you follow that money, like you realize that, that, that those critics are, are funded by um, not only the opponents to fossil fuels, but the competitors. Yeah, our competitors. Russia is a big Russia and yeah. Saudi Arabia, yeah. like those, the Middle East, those uh, entities fund those so that instead of getting it from locally local sources, you got to get mm -hmm. it elsewhere, right? Yeah, exactly. To their benefit. And, you know, Western Canada is a perfect example of that. You know, the you know uh, decisions for Alberta are made in on Ontario and in, in Ottawa, and. Yeah. Um, and uh, um, they, they, you know, one example is they'll, they'll, uh, uh, you know, make it more and more difficult for us to produce fossil fuels, and then they tax us, and and with some of those tax monies, they they subsidize the manufacture of automobiles and aircraft. Right. You know, I'm speaking of Ford, General Motors, yep. Bombardier. I mean, those companies produce a product that. That burn fossil fuels. Um, not only they, not only they burn fossil fuels, but they need fossil fuels to make their product. Yeah, yeah, right. It's true. Yeah, yeah. Like they, so it's all it's it's all some sort of weird signaling, virtue signaling, um, from uh, you know, and and I guess they I guess they get away with it because people vote for it. Well, it sounds nice, doesn't it? I mean, they certainly craft a convincing message of of uh, of. Well, I don't know, utopian, um, uh, effectless energy that doesn't, you know, have any, any downside at all. Yeah. And, and tout their, you know, uh, solar panels and, and wind and, and hydro, which mm. like you say, hydro is hilarious because of all the damage they have to do to, to create that stuff. And it's this every, oh. every, every single energy source that they claim is green. Um, you know, is manufactured or uh, is either subsidized or manufactured from fossil fuels, right? To yeah, make exactly. to make it um, um, feasible to work. Yeah, yeah, and and um, and at the same time, they don't seem interested in nuclear power, which actually, you know, is emission free, right? Um, yeah. Um, so, I think we talked about this before. I think it comes down to um, these individuals that that um, that try and prevent us from using fossil fuels. I think they have a very strong 
strain of totalitarianism in their DNA. And really what they like is just telling others what to do. That's exactly um, what it is. Yeah. yeah. And they get paid really well to tell us what to do, frankly. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, no, it's worked out well for them. Uh, <laughs> and I, and I, so what is the, what is the consequence of that? I mean, you look at, I mean, I think it's gonna be, we survived last winter because of, I mean, we don't have to go into the super specifics, but they were going to shut down pipeline three that basically serves all of, you know, uh, the West coast or East coast and Eastern Canada. And oh, some, is that the one that goes through Wisconsin or something? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's the Michigan gov governor. Yeah. yeah. She wanted to shut that down. Yeah. And they somehow kept it open. And so nothing catastrophic happened there, but what, like, what are you going to do if you run out and we don't deal with that problem here as much heating oil or, you know, propane or natural gas, like it'll be catastrophic. We saw what happened in, in, in Houston or in Texas when it was three yeah. days of the three days and it wasn't that cold by our standards. Right. You know, yeah. Minus three, I think it went down to or minus 10 maybe. Yeah. And yeah. Pe people are and it dying. Happened, it happened last year and this year. Right. And that's why tankless water heaters are hard to get right now because a bunch of them froze in Texas because they keep them on the outside of their buildings there. Right. And um, so, yeah, you know, <laughs> like, you know, Vancouver <laughs> without, you know, with everybody, you know, and, and Vancouver is often the leader. I think North Vancouver, you know, the lower mainland is made up of a lot of different um, municipalities. It's not like Calgary where there's one big, municipalities yeah, yeah. not like Edmonton where there's one big one there's um, a, a multitude of municipalities and others are, are following Vancouver's lead and um, if they've got everything on the grid and something goes wrong with the grid and well you know people are going to die uh, people died last summer uh, with a heat wave right because they you know Could. were cooking in their apartments um, and it's going to be doubly bad um, um, uh, in, you know, a similar, a similar weather event in winter, yeah. uh, record breaking cold, cold. Um, if everybody's on the grid and the grid fails and they don't have access to natural gas, it's really going to be bad. It will be bad. Yeah. I, I agree with you. It's, it's, it's just waiting and nobody seems to want to be able to talk about that. It's all just, you know, uh, uh green, green, green. Cause that's the way to go. That's where the money is at the moment. Although it's interesting, I did read an article just yesterday that said that ExxonMobil is going to make, uh, uh, according to its filings, $11 billion this quarter. Because of the price of oil? Yeah, this quarter, yeah. $11 billion. So one, it makes you wonder why gas is what where it's at, but that's a different discussion. But the point is, is oil is not going anywhere. In fact, it's demand is increasing, which. Yeah, for sure it is. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I'm just checking here. Um, there are, there are some good signs. One of the oil companies, one of the Alberta oil companies just abandoned all their green projects. Yeah. Finally. Right. Uh, Cause they're just like, yeah. we're not being like, subsidized by them anymore. They, and they're like, just costing us money. Was that Suncor? Yeah, exactly. Well, and, and why, yeah, why would you, you know, if you're running a business, why would you, why would you invest in something that depends on subsidies, something that's unreliable, 
something that's intermittent when um, when you could to have uh, you know something that's just the opposite, something that's proven to work well. Um, yep. Uh, you know, fossil fuels. Anyway, I can't, I thought maybe I could quickly look and see which firm it was, what I can't, but one of the ones in, in Calgary did. And when you, you mentioned that, that that's all you hear about is green this and green that. Um, people don't, uh, as we've discussed before, I grew up during the Cold War and it was always, you know, a, a matter of amusement. The news reports that came out of uh, um, Russia. Just one second, I got to make a call go away. Um, <laughs> um, uh, that was Todd Garstad. Todd, if you're watching this, Todd. Uh, that's you hung up on. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a great, he's a great friend, and I'll call him. And he's calling me back, and I'll call him back when this is over. <laughs> I should have taken the call and conferenced him in. He's always got strong opinions. He does um, have. I love Todd. Yeah. What? Well, um, so it's you know, it was always the the news the news company in in the USSR was Pravda and they were just you know the voice piece of the of the of the Russian Communist Party you know yeah. with dictatorship and now we're in the same it's a joke we're in the same situation the major media companies in Canada are on the payroll of the federal government yeah um and you know you and I know you you know the the boss whoever pays the piper calls the tune uh, and so when 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 the federal government's policies are the elimination of uh, fossil fuels, you get very little pushback from uh, from uh, from the people that know, should be holding them accountable, frankly. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And they don't. Fortunately, there's independent media now. Rebel News, uh, Western Standard Online, True North. Yeah. And um, uh, yeah, I think people uh, I always recommend people get news from more than one one source as they should you should yeah. you should get it from a multitude of sources and then yeah and the truth out. is probably somewhere in, the, in middle. the middle exactly right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you want to you like some of those um, that's the that's the next thing is if you don't share their views you're a right wing white right wing extremist um, mm-hmm. which which isn't fair or true uh, mm-hmm. but there are i mean there are some nut jobs out there that will that will uh, well, of course there are. There's net jobs on both sides of that yeah. equation, but you yeah. only hear about the 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 net. You only hear about the right ones. one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the right wing ones. Yeah, and that is, um, you know, it's it's interesting the way. I mean, the left is very good at the language and they are. controlling the language. Um, and so, you know, I mean, climate change is an example. I mean, yes, it exists. It's always existed. You know, we live in Alberta. I think. Drumheller, you know, there was an ocean here um, at one point. The Three, fact that there isn't 300, now, 300 million years ago, though. <laughs> yeah, the fact that there isn't now is not because I drive an SUV. Right. Um, um, but if you have that opinion that climate change is not a big issue, well, then they call you um, a climate change denier. And, and of course, there's that easy, um, there's that relationship the, the word denier between Holocaust denier, climate change denier. So they're they're subtly branding you as a Nazi, you yeah. know, as, as uh, that's the next word, right? Like they call you a couple of things and then your next one is you're just a Nazi, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, um, uh, yeah, it seems like, you know, I always say the, you know, uh, a leftist's definition of uh, 
a Nazi is anyone who can kick their ass in an argument. Um, <laughs> it's actually uh, Ann Coulter who said something like that. I'm paraphrasing. And she's um, been and she's been called a Nazi many times. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, that's what they do when you know you don't have the intellectual stamina to to um, rebut their arguments. Is they yeah. they they resort to name calling. Yeah. Um, and I've, it's interesting because even in my little world of my own opinions, I've had people come on and say, you know, you're this or you're that or you're, I mean, it immediately goes to name calling. I'm like, dude, if you, if that's all you've got for me is I'm yeah. an X, Y, Z, then, yeah. then your opinion me has no merit whatsoever. And you can't defend yeah, your I feel opinion. The same. Every so, once in a while I get drawn into a debate on, LinkedIn or something, or <laughs> in the editorial pages of uh, of a newspaper or something, and is and that's called an ad hominem attack. You know? Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. I like to say, well, you know, I may very well be a jerk, but it doesn't mean I'm incorrect on this issue. Yeah. Um. And uh, and that's when I typically sign off and say something like, well, if you're going to resort to ad hominem attacks, you've really just lost the argument. Um. If that's <laughs> all you've got. Do they even know what ad hominem that, that means? That makes them really mad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means. You're you're an ass. Yes. Well, that's. <laughs> thank you, thank you for continuing to. That has very little to do with what we're discussing. <laughs> well, we're we're well into it. So why don't we chat about your you're the president of what constituency? Well, uh, for I what party? The, the president. This is a mouthful of the uh, Calgary Elbow Constituency Association for the Wild Rose Independence Party of Alberta. There we go. Yeah, and so um, in short, I'm trying to break up a G7 country. <laughs> I've got, I just got an email for the one, they're doing a, you should, when are they doing the one in Calgary Elbow? I was gonna go to the one in Okotoks, which I think is on April 28th. We had a downtown one a week or two ago, or a sort of a Calgary one in Calgary West that I oh, went did you? to. Yeah, and then we are going to be organizing one in Calgary Elbow before too long as well. Hmm. Um, uh, and and you know, for your viewers, what we're talking about is a pub night. Um, and uh, you know, that's because uh, we're you know you know how it is. It's it's fun to talk with like-minded people. Yeah, yeah, and. Um, and, uh, you know, and, you know, we've learned that we're uh, in a minority, but we think we've got a, a good message. And if people take the time to listen to it, um, they'll see the sense in independence for Alberta. Um, Confederation is, um, is just not working out well for us. You know, uh, they've curtailed our major industries. Uh, and yet, um, you know, in the case of oil and gas, and then bring plenty of oil and gas up the St. Lawrence Seaway from uh, uh, oil and gas producers that don't have the ethical standards we have in Alberta. They don't have the environmental standards that we have in Alberta. And it's just, uh, and I think the only way to stop it is to uh, cut off the money. And the only way to cut off the money, uh, Alberta subsidizes the rest of the Canada to um, uh, we punch above our weight in, in that respect. I think we're maybe 10% of the population, but contributing 15% to the gross national product. Um, and that's when they tie our hands behind our back. Imagine what we, we could yeah, do yeah. If, they, if they didn't try and kill our industries. 
Um, so that's, you know, that's my view. And of course, uh, uh, I, uh, I enjoy uh, bringing Albertans around to my way of thinking. And it's not difficult once they get a grasp of the fact or get a grasp of the facts yeah, yeah. and uh, acknowledge, uh, um, uh, you know, acknowledge that oil and gas isn't going anywhere. It's just they've 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 curtailed our ability to produce it. And Albertans have been, um, from what I find, they've been uh, um, tricked as well. They they do think oil and gas is going somewhere. They they don't realize that all of the uh, all of the jobs that used to be here, uh, all of the rigs that used to be here, they weren't the rigs weren't cut up for scrap. Right. Um, the the rigs are in. Oklahoma, uh, North Dakota, Texas, um, and the jobs are there too. Um, yeah. You know, so we just—it's a—it's a question of education, uh, and, and you know, and, and I think we have a very, very optimistic message about um, how much greater it would be for Albertans if Alberta was uh, an independent nation, and uh, and really, I think it would be better for Canada too. Um, I think it would be a dose of realism um, for for Canadians to see just how valuable fossil fuels are. And then on the other side, you know, if Alberta wasn't part of Canada, it certainly saw makes it very easy for Canada to uh, achieve their goals of the Paris right. Climate Accord. Yeah, right. You know, so instantly if you cut us off, then instantly. yeah, yeah, you, you don't have to you don't have to be embarrassed by the uh, <laughs> by the, the fuels that are produced by Alberta any longer. Yeah. So I everybody agree. wins. Yeah. yeah. Something for everyone. So is that really, I guess your mission is literally to, to have Alberta as a independent uh, country. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I mean, Canada is the second biggest country in the world. Uh, interestingly, if Alberta was an independent nation, it'd be about the size of another country that's in the news right now, the Ukraine. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, that's, that's, you know, I think that there's many people in Alberta who realize there's something wrong with the way Alberta is treated by Confederation. Um, the bulk of those people aren't um, aren't convinced or don't understand the benefits of independence. And of course, their 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 fed a steady diet of uh, why it's a bad idea. And, and again, you know, you won't you won't you don't often read about my party in the, in the mainstream media. Right. Um, because the mainstream media, of course, is controlled by Ottawa. And so, you know, clearly uh, Ottawa doesn't want to see the money tap turned off, which is what would happen if Alberta was independent. Right. Um, so anyway, the, the, to, you know, I, I find there's lots of people that are interested or they see the need for it. And I'm just sort of like the extreme version. Well, I shouldn't say extreme, but I'm, I'm a version that, wants to get it, you know, that, that is not interested in a lot of negotiation and a lot of, oh, they can change. We've been trying to change it since I was a small boy and I'm 60 this year um, yeah. and it never works. You know, sending, you know, replacing uh, just re replacing the, the Liberal Party with the Conservative Party, it doesn't make a difference. It doesn't really help us. Um, it's fun to get rid of the Liberals once in a while and that's, that's, that's as often as it happens, but really, uh, you know, whoever is running the country needs to uh, needs to um, uh, campaign to win votes in Ontario and Quebec, and they they don't feel our pain. They 
you know, and some days I think they enjoy our pain. <laughs> they do. That's an absolute fact. And for those of that don't know that basically every province has given a certain number of seats in the election and basically, you know, the election's over by seven o'clock at night when the polls close in Ontario, because between yeah. Quebec and Ontario, there's whatever I should know this off the top of my head, but I don't cup, you know, 250 seats. And then, yeah. and then uh, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Alberta, each muster, uh, whatever that number is, 56 or something like that. Yeah. BC chips in. It's often the case that there isn't a, a you know, there, there isn't a liberal, there isn't a, 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 a liberal elected, you know, west of Thunder Bay. Right. Uh, but still the liberals run the country. Yeah. And even now, what is, like, Justin has, I uh, got corrected on the other day, so I better say it right. I think he won 33% of the popular yeah, vote, yeah. right? And goes up there and claims that he's the, the majority, that he speaks for all yeah. Canadians, yeah. and that, on and on and on. Well, actually, yeah, speaking of, of, of that individual speaking, we were talking about name calling and and that an example of that is him referring to people who feel differently than he does about um, the COVID vaccine. He calls them racist, <laughs> misogynists um, with um, a, frin a fringe. I and mean, he's the minority fringe, obviously. Yeah, yeah. He's got a minority government. So, yeah, that's a, that's a perfect example of, of, of trying to shut people. Nobody likes to be called a racist. Nobody likes to be called a misogynist. Um, and it's a way to shut down debate by doing that. And, uh, and it, sadly, it works. People choose not to engage when uh, yeah. somebody resorts to that kind of name calling. Yeah, no, it's true. And then it's interesting, like you say, there's a, you could Google it to death. He's talking about that he's, you know, all about, he's suppressing what's happening here in Alberta or in Canada nationwide mm -hmm. uh, by forcing people to do things against their will. And and then shows up at uh, over there in Europe and and you know they rip him a new one as stouts you know uh, espouses the the virtues of of democracy and and that's what it's all about making sure people have their choices and they can do what they want and sixty percent of the people in Canada are like what in the hell are you talking about like yeah. last week. You're calling us all names because we don't agree with your, you know, step for step with your line of thinking. Yeah. yeah. And turning the federal police loose on us with, right? you know, riot gear and, and <laughs> you know, um, uh, um, mounted patrol and truncheons. Yeah. No, it's, well, they saw right through it and they, they're not on his payroll. So they're happy to call him out. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. he did. There was, uh, there was four or five of those uh, members of the European Union that just lambasted him and told him that, yeah. that they could see through his, whatever it is, emperor's new robes or whatever it is. It was thin veil of hypocrisy. It's craziness. Truly mm -hmm. it is. Yeah. And so um, the beautiful, th the beauty about Alberta and most of the West, frankly, is that even though they try and um, uh, curtail and curb our, ability to produce those resources are still there like they're not going yeah. anywhere and they're in they're 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 needed more and more every day right yeah 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 
Well, and I, th I think there, I, I don't know the exact details about this, and maybe I shouldn't discuss it, but I think that uh, some European, Western European countries reached out to the government of Canada about fossil fuels, um, which I'll, as Albertans, we, you know, please take them, you know, we'll yeah. give you a good deal. Um, but I think, if I'm not mistaken, uh, they were told, uh, well, no, you don't want fossil fuels, you want our help developing green energy. And so obviously, <laughs> if, you know, Alberta was an independent nation, and they came and, and talked with us, we'd say, yeah, what can we do? How can we how can we be a valuable supplier of, uh, of energy to you? What do you need? How can we how can we help? Yeah. Um, but no, because um, we're part of Canada, it's just not even, it's not even considered to be an option. Yeah. Well, you used to look and at I, some, some of those nations that exploit their, maybe exploits the wrong word, but use effectively their resources. Uh, you look at Dubai, it's one of the wealthiest nations in the world. Why? Oh, yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. And well, and interestingly, um, there's a statistic, I forget exactly what it is, but on a per capita basis, um, uh, you know, gross national product by, you know, per capita, Canada is number 18 on the list. Um, but if Alberta was an independent nation, we'd be number nine. Alberta would be number nine on the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I guess without Alberta, Canada would be like, I don't know, 25 or something. Yeah, drop um, right down. Yeah. So, and that's, that's with, that's with them holding us back. That's when them trying to tap down our, our productivity. That's with, uh, uh, perfectly worthwhile projects being canceled by, by cabinet, um, yeah. by, you know, so it's, uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm disappointed in our provincial governments, you know, they, they, you know, in the case of the NDP, they seem to be, uh, also ashamed of Alberta's ability to produce fossil fuels. Uh, and in the case of the UCP, every time one of these decisions was made in, um, in Ottawa, um, the, the, the the premier stamps his feet and slams the desk and says, well, that's ridiculous. We'll take this to the Supreme Court. And he knows full well that's never going to work. I mean, the yeah, yeah. Supreme Court Act, three judges, there's nine federal judges, there's Supreme Court judges in Canada. Three must come from Ontario. Three must come from um, Quebec. Quebec. One comes from Atlantic Canada, which leaves... So we never win those. We never no. win those decisions because... The bulk, the bulk of the judiciary is, you know, uh, they, they, they grew up in the same environment. You know, they, you know, uh, Alberta's an afterthought to them, you know. Uh, so it's, it's just not a solution. We need, uh, you know, what we've been doing hasn't worked since 1905. We need to try something different. And I think, uh, you know, uh, using the Clarity Act, Bill C-20, uh, which allows a, a province to get out of confederation, I think that's, that's the most effective uh, path for prosperity. Um, and people think that we'd be landlocked and that that's a problem. Landlocked, what, like Switzerland, like Austria? That right. wouldn't be so bad, you know? And, and anyway, we're landlocked now, um, not so much geographically, but politically. Where, yeah. you know, there's Canada's constitution allows for the flow of our products to across other provinces. But again, it's not a popular decision in um, Ontario and Quebec. So the Constitution's not enforced. It's not, it's not a, a, a popular decision in the lower mainland of Vancouver. And so the Constitution's not enforced. Interestingly, though, there's just 
two federal ridings between the Alberta BC border and the, print, uh, the port of Prince Rupert. Um, and the port of Prince Rupert is the closest major port on the west coast of North America to Asia. Um, and uh, the people, from what I can tell, the people in those northern BC ridings, they feel they feel like they're more like Albertans than um, yeah, certainly yeah. they feel like they're Vancouverites. Um, it, it's interesting how those big metropolises are the ones that you know uh, tell the smaller uh, rural I, I areas and or province how to run their lives. <laughs> it's completely backwards, um, right? You know, they have they have. It's as if they don't understand where their food comes from. All right. They, and even if you even if you do live in you know a major uh, part of the world or a major urban area and you don't need a car, you know you still you know if you if you're wow. bankrupting farmers by 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 making the cost of energy much higher than it needs to be, you're gonna you're gonna pay a price. Well, like you say, right behind me, right there, wherever that is, mm -hmm. this way. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Can't do it. I mean, that building behind me and the building that I'm in is heated by miraculous technology and fossil fuels. And you and it is a miracle. It is a and miracle. It's Bob, it's completely natural. It comes from the ground like vegetables. Right. Like it's yeah. a, and it go, like you say, we uh, and in my career of being involved in the trade of whatever that is, 30 years or so. I mean, the, the advancements that have been made from the boilers that I worked on as a kid to the ones that I'm installing now, like mm -hmm. it is just like, I, there's no other word for it other than miraculous mm -hmm. yeah, uh, for sure. on the materials that we use, the, the efficiencies that we're able to pull out of that stuff, the, the buildings yeah. that we're able to heat, <clears throat> the comfort that we're able to provide, like it's on peril. And I'm literally surrounded by massive buildings mm. that all are heated full of people that no doubt snub their nose at fossil fuels. <laughs> like, well, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to hear that. I thought maybe it was a little, I, you know, if you were speaking about Vancouver, I'd go, yeah, for sure. But I think, uh, I think for the most part, um, I think for the most part, people, for the most part, people realize the, the benefits of fossil yeah. fuels in, in Calgary. I mean, there's a few that don't, but for the yeah, most so part. May, that was a bad generalization, maybe. But uh, and, for, and for those for those that don't, if they can contact me through you, and I can come <laughs> over to their house, and I can show them how to turn off their gas meter, uh, yeah. how to you know eliminate, and they can you know they can try a winter without natural gas. You know, um, it's like you say when it's minus forty five here for two weeks. Like, mm -hmm. what would your life be like without like your house? And we've done it. Uh, we've seen it. Your house is has no heat for ten hours. Yeah, in those in those type of uh, weather conditions, and it's like your house is ruined. Mm -hmm. it, yeah. it, it'll cost you, you know, a hundred thousand dollars to bring it back to life. Yeah, if, if you're lucky, yeah. and people will probably die in your house. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. right. Yeah, yeah, no question. Yeah, people will freeze. I mean, I think you know we have pretty good emergency plans, and you know I think there will be places for people to go and shelter. So that they don't die, but some will die. Um, yep. But still, yeah, you're right. Houses will be ruined. <clears throat> yeah, your lives will be overturned. Like it's crazy. Mm -hmm. There's a there's one right here that I won't show. It's just right there, and they their entire building froze over Christmas. Oh, and really? And it's now vacant. 
Huh. Wow. No kidding. Yeah. That went wrong. Um, uh, the, I, something went wrong with the boiler system. Um, it was on Christmas Eve, and uh, they, um, everybody in that building came to this hotel to stay. And mm -hmm. the, and the uh, management company said, listen, we can't fix this in, in a, a timely manner. And so everybody needs to find another place to live. And did they drain the building down or did it? Well, no, they were, they were trying to repair it by floor. And so they started mm -hmm. at the bottom, like they got the boilers fixed apparently. And then they went to the second floor and restored heat to that and third floor. And it was over Christmas. It was a month there of minus, you know, between minus 20 and minus 40. And then, yeah, I remember. and you just can't like, it's impossible. Like you, mm -hmm. you, you can't bring it on in parts. Um, the, the staircases were skating rinks mm. because of all the water that went down there. And so it was just a super hazardous situation. And so they, they basically kicked everybody out and said, huh. and that building might need to be condemned. I would yeah. Think. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's nobody. How in many, it. how many stories? Uh, how many are there there? So I'm in a 20 story right now. Uh, so it's gotta be. Uh, it looks about the same, 20, 18, 20 stories. It's a huge building. Like, yeah, what a tremendous waste. And it was a residential apartment. Yep. Um, <clears throat> yep. That's a big insurance claim. Um, like, yeah, so that's, so that's, the, that's the effect of that, right? Like, it, it's going to be, and it'll, they'll be, yep. it'll be in the courts. It'll be. Knock-on effects, yeah. Right? <clears throat> like, it'll go on did for. Did you know, well, like, did they just could not get the right parts for the, for the building or for the, the heating equipment or? Yeah, all I can tell you is I know a couple of people that lived in the building. I, I, they actually, uh, the property management group asked if I would look at it and, uh, on Christmas Day. And I'm like, dude, I am not getting involved in, in that yeah. catastrophe. So, no. <laughs> mm. So, I don't know exactly. All I do know is that their boilers went down, whatever. It could have been res a result of supply chain issues. I don't know exactly. But the point is, you know, relative our our discussion is it went from a functioning building to basically no fossil, weren't able to use fossil fuels for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah. And, and within three days, the buildings, like people are, like you said, there's nobody died, but they they all got dispersed to different locations, and but now it's just a big concrete blob that they're whoever owns it is trying to figure out what they're going to do with it now. <laughs> whoever owns it is wishing they didn't. Yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, it's, it's crazy what, to see what happens in those circumstances. If, if you don't have, uh, you know, maintained equipment or the proper equipment. And I do think that had, you know, lots of those landlords, as we all know, try and milk as much <laughs> life out of their products as they can. Yeah. This, that's this a must, false economy. Yeah. Yeah. And this might just be one of those situations where they waited too long. Yeah you know, one year too long and didn't bite the bullet and spend a couple hundred thousand dollars on a, the proper equipment that they needed to maintain it. And now they're going to spend it in legal fees. <laughs> yeah. Oh, plus. Plus. Like, it'll be crazy. Yeah. And yeah. they still have to replace the equipment. And they still, yeah, if they want a functioning building again. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And that was, <laughs> whatever it is, is April and it's still. So is there bursted pipes everywhere or were they able to yeah. at least drain it down? No, bursted pipes everywhere. Oh, yeah. Right. And, you know, when that ha like, as soon as that happens, 
soon as something freezes, like you're in big trouble, right? Because yeah. all those lines are full of water and it'll go sideways quickly, which is oh, yeah. Yeah. exactly what happened here. Lots of pipe to replace. Yeah, so it yeah, needs yeah. to be repiped. It needs heating equipment. Um, yeah. 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 So speaking of projects, we're going to we're gonna be doing our own project, you and I, together up here in the future, right? That's right. We're going to yeah. install some Vesta. Yeah, we're going to give it a shot, see how it goes. You're going to love it. I'll, I'll be as honest as I can be the whole time, Stuart. So. Well, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, you be as honest as you want. Mm-hmm. I'm completely confident in this equipment. Um, and, um, and uh, yeah, I think you'll be very pleased. Uh, and I think your customer will be very pleased with what he gets. Yeah, I just talked to him the other. I just talked to him yesterday. So they got permits. So we'll be. I'll be touching base outside of this little Zoom call here in the next day or so, and we'll. Yeah. When do you anticipate needing equipment? Uh, I don't think. I would uh, probably the end of May, first of June. Okay. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. All right. The Texas. So, the Texas uh, uh, <laughs> crash will be over, and appliances will be easy to get again. Fingers, um, fingers hey, crossed. When we talk about, um, we talked, oops, we talked about, uh, sorry, everyone. We talked about uh, Alberta jobs uh, going down the road to uh, North Dakota, uh, Texas, Oklahoma, Saudi Arabia, for that matter, um, yeah. Nigeria. Um, can I tell the story of Please. Malco and these yes. locking fires? Um, so I have here a pair of um, Malco locking pliers and um these are manufactured in a factory where for many years uh vice grips were manufactured in the town where vice grips were invented uh, by a blacksmith whose last name was peterson and that town is dewitt um nebraska hope i'm getting that right and um somebody will fact check that pardon me somebody will fact fact check I won't, okay. but somebody will. <laughs> somebody will. I think it's DeWitt, Nebraska. Oh, I'm embarrassed that I can't recall. Um, so uh, anyway, uh, the Peterson sold the company to, I think it was Newell Rubbermaid. And you know how this story ends. Um, they showed up at the factory one day and told everybody that the factory was being moved to China. And, uh, and your last day is, you know, two weeks hence or something like that. Um, and then <clears throat> years later, Malco, uh, which is a very prominent manufacturer on the sheet metal side. And yep. I know you're a plumber. Uh, uh, they make a lot of tools for radium floor heat as well. Um, but in our industry, it's the HVAC side where, where Malco is best known. Anyway, the guys that run Malco decided they wanted to start manufacturing um, uh, these, this, this type of tool. And they bought that old factory in, uh, in DeWitt. And... Uh, and they tooled it up and they're making these beautiful uh, made in America locking pliers. They're so nice. Uh, I'm not sure if I've, if you've seen them close up, but they're all brazed at the strongest points. They've got extra rivets and um, I've actually held them, Stuart. They're fantastic. Oh, good. Thank they're you for that. Great, they're a great product. Okay, good. <laughs> um, and, and I just think that's such a beautiful story. They Malcolm made a uh, different movies about it. Um, and they made one movie where they are interviewing these people that had had been uh, employed at the factory when it was shut down. And they're interviewing these guys and it was the town. They're saying, yeah, I worked here. My dad worked here. My brother worked here. My kids worked here. 
And then they talked about the day that uh, they were told um, that the factory was moving and, 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 and their last day at this factory was coming up. And I was struck by the fact, you know, they're like, you know what, uh, even though we gave it our all to the very end, um, we met our quotas, we uh, made a quality tool to the very end and, you know, and we kept our chins up while we helped them move our jobs to China, you know, because I guess the equipment's being moved out and they were helping to move it. Um, and then when Malco came back, they, they hired the same guys, um, some of the same people anyway. And, and it, it's just such a heartwarming story to, yeah. to hear about jobs instead of being moved offshore, being moved onshore. And that's, that's the goal I have for Alberta, you know, through, through no good reason, Alberta oil and gas industry jobs um, were, were moved to other parts of the world. And we, you know, we've got to work together to move them back here um, by, by, you know, freeing, freeing ourselves from, from um, people that don't live here making, making decisions for us because they don't make the right decisions. They, they can't. They make, yeah. they make the decisions that will help them win the next election. And they don't, frankly, they don't care uh, whether it's good for Alberta or not. Um, and, you know, we can change that. And it's anyway, I, you know, I think I sent you some, sh some websites for the show nights. The show yeah, notes, we'll so. add some well, on YouTube. We'll add some show notes to it. I'll add some to the, um, onto the uh, um, Spotify one as well. So everybody can sort of dig into what, they have some interest and, and reach out and make some contact with you that's that'll be awesome yeah yeah well and you know maybe some of your american um viewers haven't uh don't know this story and they'll find it very interesting and they'll be very proud of uh this little company malco out of annandale minnesota and uh they punch above their weight um in in terms of uh in terms of uh, helping their community and um, making a very high quality tool. Yeah, no, well, that's what it's about, right? I mean, pr pr providing a service or a product that's valuable and and being um, properly compensated for our, your efforts is, you know, mm -hmm. uh, the ability, like we've talked about, like we talked about in the last, our, you know, version two that didn't go anywhere, you know, uh, the miracle of, of of um, Alberta and and the products that it provides is it's able to provide a wonderful environment to raise a family to uh, yeah. to uh, be successful to feel of your own independence and be as autonomous as possible. I think it's I think it's an, an important message that um, uh, is starting to become louder as yeah as I some hope of so the, yeah you're talking about Alberta's unique entrepreneurial culture yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's there's hundreds of thousands of entrepreneurs in this city that are changing people's lives for the better. So I think it's, I think it's awesome. Yeah, and we just really want to be left alone. <laughs> I couldn't agree with that sentiment anymore. All yeah. right, we finished the last well, last one on 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 a couple of the books that you were or books that you were reading and oh, books yeah, I was we reading. Had a book exchange. Yeah. So why don't you, why don't you start it off this time and tell us what book you're reading and I'll finish with the book I'm reading. Well, um, uh, do I still have it here? Okay, for sure. Yeah. In the professional development department, oh, yes. this, pitch anything, yeah. which is working. Yeah. It's all super, super cyber, <laughs> you know, focusing on your alligator brain and, um, 
Yeah, because people hate change and and the you know anyway, it's an interesting book. Um, I think I mentioned that I've had uh, a biography of um, Mary Stuart, Queen of Scots, yeah. that I've been working my way through, um, and that's just interesting because well, related to the conversation we've had today, of course, it's set in Tudor England. I don't know the 1400s, early 1500s. No fossil fuels, and uh, yeah, if you could. <laughs> If if we could bring one of those people could travel through time and see what we've got going on here because of fossil fuels. And there's a guy called Alex Epstein who talks about this and he said some PragerU videos. They would just be so amazed, you know, about where we're at. You mean you, you don't have to you don't have to walk to the river to get water? <laughs> right. You know, and, and the water doesn't kill you. Yeah. Wow. On our farm, we share the water with all the farm animals and uh, we can't get them to stop peeing in it. Um, well, that's why we that's why there was that's how alcohol started. Right. Yeah, for sure. And beer. That's why, you know, we're all you that's know, uh, that's that's where yeah. it came from is it was yeah. purer than water. Drink, yeah. Much healthier to drink beer. I think it still is. But um, <laughs> but definitely at a certain time, it was it was it definitely you were better off because it'd been cooked and it killed all the bugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I'm in two. What are you reading? So I am uh, half. I'm halfway through the Naked Communist by. Right. Uh, I made a note of that. W. Cleon Skousen. Fantastic book. Uh, first printed in 1958 at the height of the Cold War, which mm -hmm. you're very well familiar with. Absolutely. And, and I think it's in its 14th reprinting. Its latest version came out in 2000, or 2015, which is what the one that I'm reading right now. And it's just a fascinating look on on how uh, Marxist theory and thought, you know, the, the, the founders of that, um, Engels and, and Marx and, um, and Lenin and, and what their motives were for uh, uh, implementing that system of government, system of living, and points out just some of its most catastrophic failures, which um, is, I think as important as, as the message of that Marxist message seems to be pervasive everywhere, that it's the solution to everything. And yet, um, you mentioned last time, which I've also read, the um, Archipelago. Of, Blue Lake Archipelago. Uh, Blue Lake yeah. Archipelago, which is just a, like, it's a hard read because it's horrific what yeah. other people did to other people in yeah. the name of the betterment of society. Like it's just yeah. crazy. So those yeah. are great and, books. Yeah. And the last one is that the, the end is always near, which yeah, was, I just heard that referenced in a podcast I was listening to today. Yeah. It's uh, it's a fantastic Dan yeah. Carlton. Carlin is the author. And oh, is it, he the history guy? Hardcore history. Uh, I think so. Yep. Yeah, this is yeah, this. He's got a great podcast, Hardcore History. I yeah. really recommend it. Yeah. And it just talks about how since recorded time, the end is always near. Like there's oh, always yeah. a catastrophic event. And as we've talked about, sort of the environmental angle is the new, the yeah. end is near. It used to be you could, you know, the guy with the sandwich board sign and says yeah, the, yeah. End is, the end is nigh. Yeah. We would call him. Um, uh, crazy <laughs> uh, a religious nut bar right um 
environmentalists. They're the new religious nut bar. I agree. And, been... and, and they, they treat they treat climate change like a religion. And it was G.K. Chesterton who said um, when people uh, no longer believe in God, I'm paraphrasing, they yeah. believe in anything. It's not that they don't believe in anything. They believe in everything. They believe in anything. Yeah. And that's honestly, I mean, how can you believe that eliminating fossil fuels is a good idea? Um, uh, yeah, and that same Chesterton came up like we talked about last time, the Chesterton fence, right? Where you Yeah, that's come right. Up, yeah, just leave it. There's a fence there. Even if you don't understand why it's there, maybe you should leave it. You, you know, the first thing to do isn't rip down the fence, is to find yeah. out why the fence is there. Yeah. Before you put yourself and everybody else in danger because you are taking down a boundary that yeah. is, is there for good reason. So yeah, no, there's a lot there's a I encourage everybody to read more. I think we don't do enough mm -hmm. of that. Um, there's some fantastic books out there and, and educate yourself. I get mocked occasionally and you may too for, you know, repeating the phrase, do your own research, but I don't, yeah. you know, it's, that's become the moniker of the white ring, you know, the left ring. Oh yeah. You don't believe anything. So you got to do your own research. I'm like, no, <laughs> the history has proved that the governments of the world never tell us the truth. So yeah. you better figure out for yourself and make your own decisions. Did you see that meme for the uh, the COVID vaccine? No, there's I probably. Some, there's some guy and he's got a smirk on his face, much like the one I'm wearing. And, <laughs> uh, and he says, uh, you didn't do your own research. You are the research. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. Oh, it like if you, if you got the, I've, and you've certainly seen that, Maybe you've seen this meme or not, but if you got the if you got rabies after getting three rabies shots, you might you might wonder, hey, what's going on? And the and the and the fact that they've now coached it as while well, you're getting a milder form of rabies, you're just like, no, 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 that was not what was sold. If yeah, you watched a year ago to this date, everybody was spouting that you get the vaccine and it's over. Yeah, you'll never get it again. There's no way for you to get reinfected. It's over. And that's turned out to be the biggest lie. And now they have to shift it. No, no, no. A severe, a severe moving of the goalposts. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, you'll still get it. It just won't be as bad. I'm like, no, that yeah. I listened to it all. That was not what they said. That yeah. it was, no, you get it, it's over. So yeah. the mental gymnastics that you need to make, you have to perform to make those, you know, the messages from the, from the official sources work is you know you're freaking getting a gold medal for making yeah. all that work in your brain because it's yeah. out it's outstanding in mm. the most negative con connotation you can put together that's <laughs> yeah. true it is so true. we've discussed we've discussed books and memes yeah uh, do you have uh, podcasts you enjoy uh, I, uh, I won't lie to you. My dirty secret is I listen to, um, a couple of there's, it's called Parcast, P-A-R-Cast. They do a lot of, um, um, uh, different, uh, themes of podcasts. And so I listen to, um, uh, murder, murder, <laughs> serial killers. Oh, uh, that one. Yeah. And, uh, That'd be very interesting. uh, Again, it's I'm always I don't know why, like I don't have some morbid fascination with it, but it it is always shocking to me what people will do to each other, uh, mm. under the guise of their you know to save their own skin or out of passion or, um you know 
because they're crazy. Yeah, uh, no good uh, reason. Or yeah, no good reason at all. I just wanted to hurt somebody. You're just—it's fascinating yeah. to me to look into that sort of um, world and just be aghast at yeah. what I at what I hear, and yeah. and know that on some level my life isn't as bad as it could be. <laughs> mm, in many levels, yeah. Yes, exactly. And you, any podcast you're into these days? Oh yeah, there's it's, there's a never-ending list. Um, one guy I never miss, and and this relates to what we've been discussing about fossil fuels. His name is Robert Bryce. And oh, um, you said that, yeah. And he um, he's got uh, called he's got a Power Hungry uh, podcast. He's from Texas. And he's written several books too about um, the value of fossil fuels. Um, I uh, I also uh, I like boxing. It's a sport I like to watch, and uh, I listen to a podcast called uh, World Championship Boxing. Oh. That's uh, like boxing. It's it's a great podcast, and it's also very amusing. Just the way uh, I don't know where this guy's from, uh, but he's just got a really uh, it's got a really amusing manner. Um, <laughs> I'll check it out. Uh, um, another guy that I think is very good, um, also on the, uh, um, the fossil fuel, the value of fossil fuel is Alex Epstein. And, uh, I, to I read, uh, he's just published a new book, which I've ordered, pre-ordered through Amazon, but his classic is the moral case for fossil fuels. And, um, <clears throat> He's fond of saying, and I am too now, um, he's, he's talking about the, um, how fossil fuels have, have let mankind flourish. There's no and, doubt it has. Yeah. And <clears throat> calling them out as evil, it'd be like, you know, no, you know these, these people that say we have to do it, they're, they're never willing to discuss the benefits of fossil fuels. They'll only bring up negatives, which in many cases are very minor negatives. Um, but you know, they, they won't, you know, they won't, they won't give both sides of the story. I mean, uh, daily I consume eight milligrams of rat poison, um, doesn't kill me, but it, uh, uh, alters the consistency of my blood so that I don't get blood clots, you know? Um, and so what are you talking about? Do you really take well, rat poison? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, it's called warfarin. If you go to Home Depot and look at rat poison, it's going to say warfarin. And I'm on the same stuff. Um, but the benefits, the benefits uh, outweigh uh, the negatives. Um, and that's like fossil fuels. I mean, what are you nuts? Do away yeah. with them? Yeah, sure. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Provide some more. supplemental things by all means. That's but, you know, yeah, maybe you don't want to, you know, breathe carbon monoxide, but you don't have to, and you can still enjoy the benefits of fossil fuels. Yeah. Um, and they don't want to talk about that. And this is the, in the book, um, the books by Alex, and he's also got an excellent podcast, Alex Epstein. Um, um, anyway, I could go on about the podcast I listened to Dennis Prager, uh, yeah. uh, on the news side. I like, uh, um, uh, Rebel News, True North, uh, Andrew Lawton, uh, Keen Bexty, um, Candace Malcolm's very good. Um, and one of the most amusing ones I listen to is Anne and uh, Anne McElhenney and Philem McAleer. 
and they've got a podcast called The Unreported Story. And they basically broke the uh, the Hunter. Well, they didn't break the story, but they're making a, a movie about Hunter Biden's laptop. laptop. Called, yeah, called My Son Hunter. And they crowdfunded <laughs> this movie. Um, and, well, uh, that'll be that'll be X rated. How could you yeah, make a oh, movie? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. How yeah, can you make a sure. movie about well, that? It should be. I think. I think. I think they probably, you know, the the saxophone comes on and it's like <laughs> mellow music, and then they, you know, fade to black. Yeah, so yeah. That they can get the get the PG rating. Um, but it's They're so happy. interesting. They've been on this project for over a year, and now it's just hit the the news wires that oh, it turns out it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. wasn't it wasn't Russian. We shouldn't. We shouldn't have. Yeah, it wasn't Russian, and we shouldn't have repressed the story. But yeah. Anyway, those are just a few. That's amazing. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, well, I, I listen to podcasts more than I read just because I can go and yeah, go yeah. for a walk. I would agree yeah. with you. I listen to a lot, but do enjoy the uh, uh, reading some of that stuff as well. So, well, is there anything that we've left? Uh, uh, there's probably a few stones that we've left unturned, but uh, I oh, we'll get another opportunity. I appreciate you taking the time in the middle of the day and uh, getting this no, done. I appreciate the opportunity. Let's, you didn't need to mention that it's the middle of the day. Well, I guess they can tell by the background behind you. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a beautiful day. sunny day. So, yeah, yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> All right. Well, we will be in touch very soon about other projects and other things. I look forward to chatting with you. And uh, I think uh, I think the next lunch is on me, isn't it? I can't yes. Remember. Yeah. Yes. So, okay. yeah. Yeah. So um, let's uh, yeah, let's go to the usual place and have the usual meal. That's always a treat. That's, that sounds um, delightful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and we'll make a movie of, uh, of this nest <laughs> that we installed. I think that's going to be fun too. It's going to be well, like a yeah. an episode of this old house. There we go. Where you we, can bring bring your son on and he can practice his directing. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, we'll, no, we'll make, enjoy that. We'll have some fun with it yeah. for sure. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Thanks so much, Bob. Have thanks. A great day. Thanks, Stuart. I appreciate it. Take care. Bye for now. Bye-bye. <laughs>